This morning we have an important piece on the genesis of Machloket. How did, if, if Torah was given by Hashem in Sinai, at what point did we start getting Machloket? When Moshe had the, had the Torah, there was no Machloket. There was no difference of opinion. And Moshe taught it to Yeshua, there's no difference of opinion. When exactly did Machloket enter and why and how is, is what we'll be learning about today. Where there is a Machloket in our Gemara, as there are many Machloket in the Gemara, uh, between Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva, the, the, the question is, with the Mizbeach HaPnimi, the inner Mizbeach, the Mizbeach of, for the Ketores, was very small. It was only one square ama, And so when you had a sprinkle on all four corners of the, of the uh, Mizbeach HaPnimi, the question was, did the Kohen walk around the Mizbeach the way he did for the Mizbeach HaChitun, where you had to walk around because it was massive? Or was he able to stand in one place and sprinkle on the four corners without having to walk around? And the Gemara goes into that machlokes. And then the Tanya Omer Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel said, "Shnei Kohanim Gedolim Nishtairu Bamikdash Rishon." There were two Kohanim Gedolim who were left over after the time of the Mikdash Rishon of the first Beis Hamikdash. Ze Omer Biyadi Hikafti Ve Ze Omer Beragli Hikafti. One said, "When I did the Avodah." I used to do it with my hand. I stood in one hand and I, and I sprinkled on the four corners. And the other one said, I walked around. Each one gave a reason for his, what he did. You learn the inner Mizbeach from the outer Mizbeach. Just as the outer Mizbeach, you have to walk around it. So for the inner Mizbeach, you have to walk around it. The entire Mizbeach HaPnimi was one square ama, which was the size of one of the corners of the Mizbeach HaChitzon. Each corner had a, had a kind of a platform that was one square ama. And therefore, the same as you didn't have to walk around that square ama, you could stand in one place and you could, pl- and you could put the, the blood on both sides of the, of the, of the Keren, so for the Mizbeach HaChutz, you just have to stand in one place and you can do that. Ask the Torah for Shushonim. Kasheli. This is difficult. To have a peric based the Temura Amrinan ki miyamot Moshe va'ad shemet Yosef ben Yoezer lo hayta machloket b'Yisrael. We learned that from the time of, um, of that Moshe died until Yosef ben Yoezer. Yosef ben Yoezer we meet in Pirkei Ovis and the first peric of Pirkei Ovis is one of the uh, the, I think he's the first of the Zugot. And here we see that already in the time of the Beis Hamikdash Rishon, which is long the, before the time of Yosef ben Yoezer, there's already a Machloket. We've got two Kohanim who do it differently for different reasons. This is no difference from our, from our Machlokas here in the Gomorrah between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili, but it dates back to the first Beis Amikdash. And for that reason, the Vilna Gon removes the word Rishon. He just says, Nishtairu ba Mikdash. The Vilna Gon holds that it can't be that, this, that there was this difference of opinion in the first Beis Amikdash, because we know there were no differences of opinions in the time of the, of the base, first Beis Amikdash. The halacha was clear and there was no argument about it. So that can't be. Now when the Vilna Gon changes the girsa, 
usually he's found the girsa somewhere, he knows of a girsa somewhere, and, and he chooses that girsa over this girsa as being the more accurate one. Sometimes he is just so certain that the girsa can't possibly be what we've got that he has the, the broad, a broad enough shoulder to say, it can't be that, it must be something else. And I'm not sure in this case which it is. But the Tosvist Yishonim asks the question and gives two answers. Firstly, he says, it was never discussed. It's not, these were two Kohanim, Kohanim were different practices. They didn't sit around the table and discuss what the outcome should be. Had they done that, they would have resolved it. So says the Tosvist Yishonim, when the Gemara says in Tamura that there was no Machlokis until Yosef bin Yoezer, it doesn't mean there was no difference of opinion. It just means they knew how to resolve difference of opinion. And that's mm-hmm. very important in life. It, 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 to think it's important in, in business, in leadership, in community affairs, in families. That no machlokis doesn't mean that there's only one opinion. No machlokis means you know how to manage conflict and you can bring it to resolution and you can bring people around to one view at the end of it, but there's healthy debate before you do. Uh, that's a really important piece to understand. Um, uh, also, alternatively, says the Tosfos Yishonim, there was no, uh, Rabbi Shmuel holds it that both were correct. You could do it either way. It made no difference. Each coin could do it however he wanted to do it. Uh, but the important thing that I want to go into is this concept that until the time of Yossi ben Yoeza, there was no machlekes. Um, Ra- Rashi says in Chagiga on Tevzayin Amud Aleph, where the machlekes, the first machlekes comes, which is a machlekes, Rabbi Yossi ben Yoeza and others, where Rabbi, about the question of whether you do smicha on Yom Tif, whether you do smicha for a korban on, on Yom Tif. And that machlokis in Chagigadav design is the very first machlokis between the Chachomim in the history of the Jewish people. That was the machlokis. And the, uh, the, the Rambam in his Achdomel to, the, to the, his parish Mishnah goes through the whole history of Machlokis also and, and how little there is. And he says it's interesting how on Halacha Lemoshim Sinai there's no Machlokis. And he lists all the cases of Halacha Lemoshim Sinai. And there's no, the, the Torah doesn't say what a creates Hadar is. But there's no Machlokis. Everybody knows it's an Esra. Uh, and all the cases with the Tefillin are made up of the four Batim. Everybody knows those things and th- there's no argument. So you see that on what Moshe was given on Sinai, there was never an argument. That was always uh, unified. When did argument come in? When there were Svaras and the Rambam traces it back. But here we see from the Gemara and Chagiga that, um, that that was the first time that the two Chachomim actually had different views. It says Tosfus over there, uh, Originally the only Machlokis was on this matter of Smicha, then later, and then Shammai and Hillel, who are the last of the Zugot. So in the, we have the Anshe Knesset Agdola, we have Moshe teaches, teaches Yeshua, Yeshua teaches the Zakanim, the Zakanim teaches the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im teach the Anshe Knesset Agdola, the Anshe Knesset Agdola teach the Zugot. And the last of the Zugot are Shammai and Hillel. And by that time, there are four matters on which there's dispute. All that time in history, there are four matters on which the, the Chachomim Achelech. And Tosfus says, in fact, the Yushami says four, Tosfus can only find three. Mishe Rabu Tamide Shammai Vehilel. When the disciples of Shammai and Hilo became many, Shelo Shimshu called Sorkan, and they didn't do enough Shimush. We'll talk in a moment what Shimush means. They were, they were underqualified. Rabu Machloket Bisrael Venechichul Bezkitos. 
then you had machlokets and you had two groups de- developing. So Tosfus clearly gives us the foundation of machlokets. The foundation of machloket is underqualified people passing opinions. If one was properly qualified, there would be no machloket. You could reason it out, and you could get to resolution. If if underqualified people are arguing, you get to know you get to have opinions. You get to know resolution. What does qualified or unqualified mean? What does shimshu mean? So we have the Gemara in Brachos Tav Zayin, where Rabbi Yochanan says B'shem Rabbi Shimu ben Yochai, Gedola Shimushashel Torah Yoter Milimuda. Shimush is more important than learning Torah. No matter how much Torah you know, that's not going to make you qualified. That's not going to make you expert. If you don't know enough Torah, you look up on Google, you look up in the encyclopedias, you take out a sofa, you'll find the answer. That's not the problem. Data is not what makes you qualified. What makes you qualified is Shimush Tamidi Chachomi. What is Elisha's qualification? That he washed Eliyahu's hands. Lamad lo It doesn't say he studied under Eliyahu. That's not his claim to fame. And the reason for that is, you need to live with a Talmud Chacham. You need to live with your Rebbe to see how he integrates the Torah. Because anything else you're learning, you're learning one thing here, one thing there, one thing there. You don't get an integrated view until you see him living it. Because in life, you bring the Torah together. And that's one of the reasons why I try so hard to bring life things into the shiurim, to bring business things and leadership things and, and, and life experience and how do you apply it. That's where you see the Torah coming together as a, as a worldview, as a philosophy of life, not just as a collection of data. And Gemara is very clear that a collection of data doesn't qualify a person to pass an opinion. And that's so opposite to the way we are today. You want to be an expert. How much do you know? How much data do you have? That determines your expertise. In Torah, data is not a source of expertise. The source of expertise is understanding the integrated worldview of the Torah of your Rabbein. That's what gives you, an, and, and then there wouldn't be machlekes. But there's another element of, of Shimush Tamadi Chachomim as well, and that we've got also in Masech Tabrochus and Daf Mem Zayin, Tanur and Ezu Amaaretz. What's an Amaaretz? And Amaaretz, the, the biggest, and even until the time of Eastern Europe, and certainly in Lithuania, the biggest insult you could give to somebody is to call him an, an Amaaretz. Even an Apikouris was better than that, because an Apikouris at least knows something. An Apikouris is an intellectual. He's, he's off the tracks, but he's an intellectual. He can think. An Apikouris wasn't, a, wasn't an insult. An Amaaretz, that was the worst thing you could say to somebody. An Amaaretz, based on what we said yesterday, an Amaaretz is a person who can only think in tangibles can't think conceptually. That's Amhar. It's people who's, who, whose worldview is in the land, in physical things. They can only think in three dimensions. They can't think in five dimensions. The fourth dimension is time, and the fifth dimension is halachic dimensions, as we discussed yesterday. And the Talmud Chacham can think conceptually. To him, an, a, an object is not the object. It's the concept that that object represents, and he can work with concepts. That's a Talmud Chacham. And so what makes a person a Talmud Chacham? If it wasn't Meshamish Talmud Chacham, then you're still an Amaretz. There's nothing in between. You're not kind of a, a bit of a Talmud Chacham. Until you're a Talmud Chacham, you're an Amaretz. There's nothing in between. It's scary. And what is an Amaretz? What is Shiloh Shemesh? Here Rashi says, Hu HaGemorah HaTuluya Bisvorah. That's what I was talking about yesterday and previous days. Gemorah as a methodology. That's what it means. He's acquired the methodology of thinking in Gomorrah. That makes him a Talmud Chacham. Once again, it's not data. 
It's not how much he knows. It's not his bikius. It's his ability to reason halachically, to reason with the methodology of the Gemara. They used to get together to debate, like, like Simon, you do with your Chaburah on Shabbos mornings. And that follows the methodology of the Gemara, which the Amoroim put together. That's our model, that's our method of reasoning and of thinking. And that's what makes a person a Talmud Chochem, because that also allows integration. It allows one to build a, 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 an integrated worldview. There's an amazing piece of, of Maharal that talks about why this was the time of the first Machlokis. And I've quoted the, the Mishnayas and the, and the Maharal on the, on the Mishnayas. And basically he says, until the time of Antignus Ishtoche, it says, after the, after the Antignus Ishtoche was, uh, was Shimon um, Atzadik, and Shimon Atzadik, he says, was still one of the Antignus Ishtoche. He was left over as a single person. The group had died already. He was the last survivor of Anshek Nesus Agdola. He teaches, um, he teaches Antignus Ishsoicha. And Antignus Ishsoicha says the Maral is no longer Anshek Nesus Agdola. But he's also not the beginning of the Zugot. And he says the difference, the dividing line between in Antignus and, and Shimon Atzadik was Knesset Agdola, Anshek Nesus Agdola, and the next group. Anshek Nesus is like we have Rishonim, and then we have Achronim, Tanoim, Amorim. Anshek Nesus is an era. Shimon HaTzadik is the end of that era. Antignus is the bridge. We've often talked about the bridge. So he's not the Zugot yet, but nor is he Anshek Nesus And he's an individual, says the Maharal, until that time, every individual knew Kola Torah Kula. Every individual knew everything, so there was no Machloket. Once you get into Zugot, the idea of the Zugot is that neither one knew the entire Torah. They needed each other. Each one had part of the Torah, and together they had the whole Torah. And that starts with, um, uh, with, with, with um, this particular Zug, where the Mishnah says, Shimon HaTzadik, Yemishorek Nesat HaGdorah. Then Antignus Ishtoicho Kibbul Mishimon HaTzadik. And in Mishnah Dalet, Yossi bin Yoezer Ishtoedavi, Yossi bin Yochanan Ishtoedavi. <coughs> they are the first Zugot. So they are the first ones that don't know it all that don't have a fully integrated worldview. They have a partial worldview, and together they make the whole worldview. And that's why you get the beginning of Machlokis there, because there isn't complete knowledge, and there isn't complete understanding. That the, what, what's really important is to understand how important the ability to reason is, how the important is to have an integrated philosophy in all of life, not to be working in compartments, not to be working in little silos and, and with narrow focus, to be able to take everything one's involved in and integrate it and see where it fits together. When one can do that, you can resolve differences of opinion. You can bring people together. As long as one's operated in, operating in very siloed areas, you can't. How do we do that in Torah? We learn from the life of, of, the, of our rabbeim, how they lived, not just, not just from what they said, but how they integrated everything into a life, and we learn it from mastering the methodology of, of, of Gemara, not just developing data, as we learned in the Vilna Gaon, in the, in the Chabura. Don't resolve dilemma with more data. More data doesn't resolve Sophic. You resolve dilemma with deeper understanding. And by applying the methodology of, of Gemara to the dilemmas of life and into Allah, we're, we're able to get to resolution. Uh, that's the method of the of the Litvish which goes back all the way to to the Mishnah here and to Moshe Rabbeinu.